Hey there, Morty. Morty, we gotta get into the inner space dimension, Morty. <laughs> uh, she's not playing along I don't right know, now because I don't know. she is not a fan of Rick and Morty. She is uncultured. She is I've an uncultured watched, swine. I've only watched like one episode. Right, and it's a really great show. A lot of people are gonna say, how could you support a show like that? It is blasphemous. It is anti-whatever. And I'm, all I have to say to that is I like cool shit, and that's pretty cool. So Fair. I don't know. I don't really know much about it. Anyways, uh, welcome back, guys, to another episode of Mentally Gone Daily. My name is Callie Lacerda. And I am your mom. Yeah. Um, so today <laughs> we will be uh, listening to a few more voicemails. We will be discussing anything else that comes to mind. And we just want to kick it off with a voicemail, shall we? Yes, and my name's Gabriella, by the way. My name's Jeff. <laughs> my name's Jeff. Hey, um, my name is Jeff. You guys can just call me Jeff, JG just for you know, um, identification purposes. Um, I was just listening to your latest daily episode, and first off, I love your guys's podcast. Um, I feel like the people around me. Um, don't really listen to or don't really care about conspiracy theories and just things that, you know, are right in front of us. Um, so, yeah, I really like listening to you guys' podcast for that reason. I'm super interested in all the topics that you guys always talk about. Um, so I'm a little out of breath. I'm walking um, back home from work. But anyways, yeah, I was listening to your latest podcast episode and you were asking us about if we like Christmas or not and I feel like everybody loves Christmas um, and there's nothing wrong with it but I grew up um, like in the foster care system with my sister and we ended up getting adopted by a really like religious uh, family and um, I don't know we just like always felt like really out of place um, with the family and we still do and I've tried to like um fix our relationship I guess but it's just like all the trauma that happened and stuff it's just it's always like there and I don't know if that'll ever be uh fixed but yeah on my personal um or in my personal life I honestly don't really like Christmas at all I like the feeling that Christmas gives you know like the um Christmas spirit whatever um but yeah, I just wanted to give my opinion because I wanted to be out there for the other people that don't really, um, or that feel lonely or just don't really care about Christmas. You know, I feel you, I see you, and yeah, thank you guys, and have a good day. All right, oh, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. Um, I don't know if I got your name right. Is it Jess? Jess, I think, right? Yeah, Jess, because on the app that I use for the voicemails, which is Google Voice. Um, it kind of gives you like a rough transcript of what the person is saying and it showed up as Jeff. Jeff. Which is the only reason why right before I clicked on play that I said like, my name's Jeff, you know, because mm -hmm. like I was expecting a guy to call in, but then because because it shows Jeff. But thank you so much, Jess, for calling in. And first of all, she she enjoys the daily podcasts. Yeah. Which is crazy because I don't think we've had anybody specify exactly which podcast they like. Like people will 
you know, say like, oh, like I really like your podcast and stuff, but we always just assume that it's the weekly video format one that's very conspiracy heavy. Right. But to like the daily ones, which is just us basically, you know, like trying to get to all the voicemails and trying to just talk about whatever's on our minds and more personal stuff and just get into the nit and gritty of who we are as human beings. That's really cool to me. Yeah, I always figure that people like obviously the conspiracy heavy podcasts yeah and what's cool too is speaking of conspiracy theories is that um we just recently recorded our weekly podcast which is going to be posted on youtube and it's going to have highlights and clips on instagram very soon and tiktok but we um our main theme was santa claus and christmas right so to have this voicemail kick us off, and I just chose it randomly, by the way, because I'm just going back in order because we have a lot of voicemails to get to. And um, just to have this one of all of them, you know, like the coincidence of it. It was good timing. Great timing, by the way. Um, I wanted to say that, first of all, she mentioned that she was like in the foster care system. And mm. I can't even imagine what that's like. Yeah. Because I've I've heard and read stories about kids who go through that. Yeah. Like go through the foster care system, like they're put up, you know, they're put into the into foster care. But but anyways, it's like I can only imagine that, you know, the family that you end up with, you might not always like feel like you fit in Mm -hmm. with. And that's like such a crazy thought to me right because then you know there's almost not much that you can do right and because it's just who you are and it's crazy that she still wants well we're talking to her and you well i'll say you because i don't know if she'll be listening to this but it's crazy that i'll say she it's crazy that she still wants to like repair or mend the relationship with them right you know and even today like after all these years you yeah know, it's a constant effort right so it it obviously shows that you know there there is like an effort being made because maybe there's like there there there's obviously that part of like the familial part missing from Bond. her life right yeah. and mm-hmm. so that's the way that she'll get it and it just i can't even imagine like it might it just must suck to not really see eye to eye or you know um have like just differences in beliefs or morals and and then just clashing and falling out right and i just want to add and just say that in a sense a lot more people are quote-unquote orphans in certain aspects so like for example i consider myself an orphan of a father Mm -hmm. so i've never had a father growing up and i feel like it gets obviously even worse when you don't have either parents you know like you have to go to a completely new setting a completely new environment with new characters and people and they have their own personalities and their own deeply ingrained beliefs and traditions and cultures. And then you have to kind of like fit yourself into that mold, into that puzzle, because you also long for that acceptance of a parental uh, force, you know, like a parental authoritarian figures, you know, that that will tell you that you are enough and you are seen and that you are heard, just like she said at the end of her voicemail. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are privileged, like, for example, I consider you privileged 
Gabby, mm-hmm. because you grew up with both your parents. Right. And so you've always had a dad who loved you and you always had a mom who loved you. And that's rare, you know, like I, like I think that's rare from my perspective. And so to her, even having a mother is also rare, you yeah, know, because yeah. like it's not something that she's accustomed to. And if you think about the um, biological aspects of that too, the biological implications rather, that, you know, like a mother forms a very strong bond with the fetus and with the child. And it starts from the moment that the child is developing inside of their um, womb, mm-hmm. inside of the womb. So there's that like very, you know, like both spiritual, physical and metaphysical even, you know, like it's something that we don't understand and uh, we can't comprehend, but it's spiritual. It's just it's just that deep connection. And then to go about the world searching for that in other people your whole life, like you'll only be setting yourself up for disappointment. And I was going to say that I think that you like, uh, of course, we don't know like how old you were when you know you were put into the foster care system and whatnot but but i do feel like no matter what there's like a part of your identity missing and that kind of leaves you even more you know i feel like more susceptible to feeling you know these these roller coasters of emotions i imagine you know yeah because again i just want to make this clear right like we are not making assumptions towards you personally like that's not what what like what we're doing here is just like we are just trying to speak from that perspective which we can obviously yeah that's why i'm saying i can't even think like imagine what it's like i can imagine that for some people it goes really well and for others it doesn't you know yeah but i think that there definitely is something to be said about having a stable upbringing and Mm -hmm. just like stability in general and consistency and all these things are very important when it comes to like childbearing and just raising a child so i will say this though like basing off of your voicemail alone i can tell that you're a well put together person mm-hmm. it seems right so congrats on that on 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 just making as far as you have and staying strong and staying true to yourself hopefully and doing the best you can which is what i kind of picked up on is that she's doing the best she can right she can she's doing the best she can right the best that she can yeah the best that she can i can't speak sorry uh the best that she can up until this point which shows through her actions of trying to mend relationships and establish you know yeah and and i was gonna say too that if people if people are not welcoming you into your life again i don't know the situation but just in this scenario if the, if it's just not working out and they're not welcoming you into their life or whatever the case is, then I would say, like, keep the bond with your sister, right? She said it was yeah. her and her sister. Mm-hmm. Keep keep the bond with your sister strong and people who who people who are on the same wavelength as you at least to an extent so obviously you and your sister went shared this experience together i can imagine that you both feel very similarly towards certain things right and so i would say that if whoever whoever turns their back or whatever the case is like i wouldn't even waste too much of my energy or breath or time if it's it's not not being if it's not being reciprocated so you can be doing your best and they're not doing the same Mm -hmm. then at that point i feel like it's best to just move on step away and 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 just you know focus on 
yourself and and fulfilling like creating a fulfilling life for yourself and with bonds that are actually meaningful and with people who want to yeah you know reciprocate it and to her point too um about the whole christmas thing i completely understand what you meant by the way uh me too with the idea of like not liking christmas for what it is which is just this glorification of consumerism Mm -hmm. and this um like it's basically that dressed in the guise of unity and family and friendship and all that bullshit but like it's just a bullshit holiday essentially but i love the spirit of christmas just like she said like the feeling that you get you know (laughs) yeah when christmas is around the corner especially if you had the opportunity to, to like experience christmas as a kid while living in a like living in a place that gives you snow and gives you the the cold and the changes in weather um i grew up in jersey i grew up kind of like bouncing around all over the place and then i eventually moved to brazil again but i experienced a lot of christmases in jersey and it's fun yeah you know like it's fun it's fun to go to school and see the whole school kind of change with the decoration and all your friends talking about you know like gifts that they want and just and snowball fights and yeah. and hot chocolates and watching Christmas movies and pre-recording um, movies and shows like special Christmas editions on Disney Channel, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network because you were at school and then you get back home and you turn on your Dish Network uh, DVR and and you just play <laughs> this your, is so specific yeah yeah because i'm like literally like fishing, it. fishing out a memory right now but yeah that's what i would do i this is gonna sound so cringy but i was in choir all like almost all throughout middle school yeah like i was part of the well first of all i'm gonna just put, give a little backstory on myself i was a super overachiever in middle school fucking nerd like i was straight a student i was like in every single club i wanted to do sports i did soccer i did cheerleading i did art club like i was in everything she's a fucking nerd because because it sounds so horrible but like i wanted to get all of those medals at the end of the year (laughs) when they would call out like oh this person for this group of you know (laughs) i wanted those medals and it just made me feel like i like i succeeded like if i stuck it out like every single thing right and then getting that medal at the end was like ah i did it you know do you know it's funny to me speaking of that and i think i've told you this before i might have even mentioned this on like a past podcast but fuck it because who can keep track of all that stuff but (laughs) yeah um what's funny is that i vividly remember this one like end of the year end of the grading year uh ceremony that was taking place inside of an auditorium at my old school obviously and i think i was like in fifth grade if i'm not mistaken fifth or sixth grade for sure and all of my classmates every single classmate started getting called one by one to go up on the stage right one by one and my mom was in the auditorium i think i think my aunt was there too and they got dressed up to like sit down and like you know just like witness the ceremony (laughs) yeah and then and then it finally like got to the end of my class and they didn't call my name (laughs) i didn't get anything like i didn't get any little medal any any like oh like at least you tried medal nothing because my grades were horrible i think 
I think I, I was already in the mindset where I don't need to do well in school anymore because I'm moving to Brazil because it was like right at that cusp. Yeah. And then I just felt like shit though. Like in that moment, I just felt like shit because my whole class was on stage. Yeah. And so every single seat next to me was empty. That's so crazy. And then I could feel the piercing gazes of just every other person in that auditorium looking at me specifically. Oh, stop. And just like, who the fuck is this loser, this fucking idiot sitting down over here? But you know what I was going to say? I feel like for boys in middle school, like especially where we grew up, like in Newark, for example. Newark. Like it was all about being cool, like grades or like, ah, whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. like in middle school and stuff. It's like, uh, who cares? Like, I just want to be the cool kid, popular. Mm. I want to be whatever. Mm. And that was it. And so grades were kind of like a second thought. It was like an afterthought. Yeah. But I've always been like, I've always been, first of all, I was scared to ever fail because if I didn't get good grades, like I would hear it. (laughs) I would hear it. That's all I got to say. Because I also had a brother who, you know, yeah who it he's very smart and i'm sure that if he had applied himself and it's funny because that's what his teachers would say like if he applied himself like he would be passing my class with like flying colors but he just wouldn't do the work and so that's why i say it's like it was like a boy thing but in my head i was like oh that can't be me because then i'm gonna face that and so i just did everything i could Another thing too that's interesting is that that day at the at the auditorium, my best friends who were in like a different class than me, um, w- when it came their turn to like go up on the stage, like they went. Yeah. And that was a huge point of realization for me personally, where I just realized I was like, oh, like you can be cool and still be smart yeah because because we would always hang out and not not bully or anything like that but like we would like basically smirk and just scoff at the freaking nerds in the class who would (laughs) who would always be like like reminding the teachers of homework and just always raising their hands and having the questions and stuff i've done that right oh no but but my point being is that we were always against like being a nerd it's like oh like schools for nerds and we were skateboarders and we were cool and we were considered one of the cool kids in school and so i just thought that that would like not being called up at a ceremony to receive an academic award was part of the package that you bought into Yeah. yeah so when i saw these other two friends who were part of this group go up and like get rewards for studying and for grades i was like holy shit like am i though like i fucked up you know because i just thought because i took it too literally i was like what the fuck you know yeah see and i took my thing too literally yeah and the irony too is that i was always kind of like bad in school Mm -hmm. but i would always overachieve in other aspects see but 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 that's crazy because for me it was like i i could be really good at school but then that like like that's all you would be yeah i didn't really like i i don't feel like i really explored passions at all throughout my life until now as an adult Mm -hmm. like and even now i don't think i've been exploring passions but i know like for example when we were doing clothing designs like that was cool to me and whatever yeah but but to my point I wanted to quickly say, what was I going to say? 
Oh, shoot. I'll just fill in the air what, while you think. Well, of, what were you saying before? I was saying about the friends going up on stage, about not being good in school, about overachieving and other oh, aspects. Oh, right. Right, right. Oh, hold on. You could talk. I'll, I'll, it'll come to me. But yeah, so what's interesting now is that I don't want to like tote my own horn or whatever, to. but to see, <laughs> to. see, like the, at multiple times throughout this podcasting journey, I've, I've like butchered words. I've, and I've mispronounced grammar is shit. Like, like I'm the grammar police too. Yeah, like yeah. How? <laughs> because, because I'm like, I'm, I'm genuinely not school smart. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Like I love to read books. But I only like to read books that give me lessons that I can apply immediately into my life. So they have to be practical. Right. So um, that's yeah, so. why you don't read like too much fiction, for example, unless it has like a. Yeah. Well, I, well, I've been trying to get into fiction. I've been trying to read the Murakami book, um, which I really enjoyed. I read like maybe like 20, 40 pages of it so far. So I have to get back to that one. But my point being is that now my lack of schooling didn't really impede my progress in life because I'm still doing stuff that I love to do and I'm and I'm quote unquote successful yeah doing it you know like I'm always going to find ways to make myself successful in the stuff that I'm passionate about I feel see that's a good trait to have so I think that that in of itself is a skill set though like you I don't know if it's a skill set or if it's just a talent that that you're born with. Again, I don't want to toot my own horn here. No, <laughs> it's toot in a way. No, no, no. But I'm just saying yeah, because like some people are born with it, uh, other people just don't have that. Right, and I think I might be one of those people that I don't, I don't have like, I don't have, I don't feel that drive. I don't know what it is. Like I don't know if it's. Well, this is what I was gonna say before, and I just remembered. It's funny because you went to the extreme of like proving to be the cool guy and I went to the extreme of like being the being the, you know, overachiever that once I got to high school, that's it. I would literally look people dead in the eye and be like, I don't give a shit about grades. Mm -hmm. And I would tell my friends this and they'd be like, but Gab, like you need to pass. You gotta go to college. You need, Yeah, like what about college? And in my head, I was like, I really don't care. And and this is what I would say too. And I feel like I was trying to be like a little alternative too. But I would say like high school is a scam. Like college yeah. is a scam. I would just say that it's all a scam and that if I didn't have to do it, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'll stand by my belief that unless you want to get like a super technical degree or you want to become like a super technical professional where you're a doctor, doctor, a neurosurgeon, lawyer. an engineer, a lawyer, a judge, whatever it is that you're aspiring to do, if it's not along those lines, then it is a scam. Yeah. Because if you're going to college to get a bullshit business degree and then go work for somebody for free for like just, just I don't know, like there, like there are ways around that. Like With you can establish and build your own business by just doing other things. So like, for example, this podcast, we're slowly but surely building it into a business in, in the sense where it'll sustain us and sustain itself while still improving over time gradually mm -hmm. through like monetary means through like brand deals and stuff like that. So the irony is that a lot of people who have spent tens of thousands of dollars towards college and who 
are just now like five, 10 years after graduating are beginning to like see any real fruits from that investment. The irony is that we just put in a few years into doing what we love to do. And now we're finally reaping the fruits of our investment, which just required time, dedication and passion, which is this podcast. Yeah. So to be able to say that we've like collabed and like partnered with like brands like Disney, you know, Hulu, Spotify. It's right. like we could just say that now proudly because it's like, yeah, like these these idiot kids College who, dropouts. College dropouts, kids who wouldn't get any honor roll, any academic awards. Yeah. You know, like they're 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 doing a thing. And apparently the world likes this thing that they're doing and they're only doing it because they believed in it and they just, you know just put all your marbles into it. Gotta put in work. And and I was gonna say, um, it like to me there are certain degrees that just don't make sense to get because all of that knowledge and information is free yeah yeah on the internet youtube is on, a great university on like and everywhere reading you know like there's tons of stuff to read youtube videos like you said it's like it's just it's free yeah you know it's corn <laughs> it's so crazy i i can't Unless, again, you're going into a super technical side of business. I don't know what that would be. Yeah, Like, like if accounting, be, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, if you're going into accounting, if you're going to be like a financier, if you're going to be anything like that. Yeah, but I don't know. There's just so many. Like, you, like you can be self-taught kind of yeah yeah and i feel like college is that anyways to an extent like the professors just say words and you're writing down and you have to still teach yourself to learn it and memorize it you know which is something that i realized when i was in high school in brazil is that a lot of brazilian channels exist where like they basically have a professor a well-qualified professor giving you free lectures and free classes in exchange for obviously like metrics and likes and engagement for them so that they can get paid and like grow their channel. But there are a lot of professors out there that mm -hmm. will just give you free lessons, quote unquote. And in Brazil, I went to a private high school because in Brazil it just works differently where public schools aren't really that great at all. Like they're pretty bad. Mm -hmm. and so you kind of have to go private if you want any chance of going to uh, getting into like a good college. But um, my point being is that I would see how much my mom was working just to pay every month. Yeah. And then I was like, what the fuck does a professor actually do? Like they go up. They regurgitate and vomit information. That they themselves got from someone else, that right. got from someone else. That and then that's basically it because a lot of the classes, I wasn't even really paying attention or engaged at all. And the only classes that I was ever engaged was like philosophy, which is why I still to this day like philosophy. And like those are the only professors who I would actually pay for their classes. Like me, if I had the money at the time because I wasn't working, but... If I had the money, I would pay them. Be like, yes, yes, please, just another hour yeah. of this. Like, keep going. I'm mm -hmm. paying you. Like, you're like you're on the clock now. Just go. <laughs> just keep going. Yeah. Because it was so interesting and engaging, and I couldn't find that anywhere else. Because it was like it was that professor's personality that really shined through. It's not even the yeah. You know, so he or she would make it interesting and fun. I was gonna say that too. Originally, I was a bio major. 
because mm-hmm. by the way i said that in high school i like fucked around but i still kept my grades up and in high school the last two years i did college classes simultaneously yeah so i was juggling both but to my point like i i entered college college after the fact having to already pick my major yeah because i took my core classes and i went for a bio major and i was just super uninterested in all the science courses mm-hmm. and and as soon as i switched to psychology wow like i was like t- talking about it all the time I was like so intrigued. It I w- seems like you're overcompensating for maybe something that happened in your childhood. I was was like, your mother present? Did you ever have an affection <laughs> or an affinity towards your father at all? It may explain why you tend to act this way. <laughs> and it's funny you use that example because in my head, if I got my psychology major and I went on to get like a doctorate or whatever, I wanted to be a family counselor. I swear, like of all the things, I was like, I want to be a marriage and family counselor. Yeah. Like something along those lines. The fact that you feel like you would become that, (laughs) does that say anything about your own upbringing? Maybe your parents didn't have a very good marriage. Does it have to do with that, that you wish you could fix it in your mind? That's how they talk. Yeah. It's so funny. <laughs> See, like, I'm, I'm and already And how does that make you feel? And, yeah, and how does that make you feel? Do you feel angry? It's okay to feel angry. No, they don't even tell you the word. They'll yeah. just be like, and how does that make you feel? And then sometimes you're like, I don't fucking know. I feel like breaking <laughs> someone's face through a wall. And Imagine. then they'll say, that's completely normal. That's yeah. okay to feel like that because they have to not make you feel crazy, you know? I got so sidetracked talking about middle school and stuff that my point was I was in choir (laughs) and during the winters we would go caroling outside around uh, around the the town oh god i would shut the door so quick in in newark too it's like what the fuck do you want no it's funny and then we would we would go to like andrew's diner and get a hot chocolate afterwards (laughs) it was so wholesome yeah but see like my point is i I completely understand the whole thing about the Christmas spirit because now as an adult, I feel that even more where I'm like, oh, I hate the idea of like giving gifts and whatever, unless they're unless they're meaningful and and it truly would bring someone joy and not just something that they want, like materialistic or need, like just something that you put thought into. But that to me is like what I feel about Christmas. It's like it's meant to be like, you know, what you said before, like unifying, like, you know, a group of people together and being wholesome and whatever. And it's cozy and hot chocolate and Christmas music. Every freaking store you go to. Oh, my gosh. That kind of drives me nuts sometimes. (laughs) To me, the, the best gift giver so far has been your mom <gasps> oh i thought you not me no has been your mom because of the fact that everything she's given me i think so far i've used and used like a lot so like that to me is what defines no, no like you give great gifts but i'm saying like in terms of usefulness yeah, yeah. is like hoodies um socks yeah um uh, uh <laughs> freaking thermic a self-heating mug you know like things like that that i actually use every single day and then 
Like that to me is way better than than receiving an overpriced thing that I'm not even going to use maybe or that I'm never going to yeah. really touch or even use. Like even if it's something that you hang on the wall, like for example, this example is different, but if you're going to get something that's not going to go in the studio and it's just going to sit there, it's like, yeah, so what's the point? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm the type of person that I get gifts that's like, oh, what are they interested no, in? You're and a great I'm gift like, giver. Mm, like, because okay. you like dive deep inside of a person's head and you try to understand like what they like and what they don't like. And look, I try to be practical and still meaningful. So it's mm -hmm. like there are a few things that, for example, like I'm already going to say because I already told Callie because also I'm horrible at waiting for the moment to tell him what I'm going to get him. You know what I mean? Ooh. You know how I do that where I yeah. like show you beforehand the yeah, stuff she, I'm going to get you. She always jumps the gun <laughs> with 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 uh quote unquote surprises. She's not very good with surprises. But look how cute. I thought of like getting a car air freshener yeah. that's in the cutout of Shadow's face, our dog. Oh yeah, you told me this. And like and ago. and it's see, but it's practical and meaningful because every time he gets in the car he's always sad to leave shadow behind yeah that's but there nice. will be shadow right there <laughs> that's actually a really nice gift yeah. see and it's practical and because it's practical. your car smells all nice <laughs> for only, like one week <laughs> it'll only be practical if you get shadow smell of like doritos yeah, and fritos. fritos yeah fritos he, corn chips like what does he smell like yeah, why do it like why do all the dogs <laughs> smell like that and I it's don't like know. and it's this distinct smell that they it give must off. be something that they're like spraying in the grasses or something yeah <laughs> like, it must be something in the air oh my gosh uh so we got a little <laughs> sidetracked uh do you want to jump back into voicemails yeah but before we do i'm gonna go pee oh you have to pee already yeah i oh. didn't even reach the end of the episode this right, time we got a baby bladder okay uh, i can't really edit these episodes i know talk so them. i'm just gonna be talking to you guys talking i'm talking yeah. she's she's gonna run up real quick but um yeah so like christmas and on this week's episode on this week's weekly episode we talked about conspiracy theories regarding christmas and so we really just dove headfirst into the the deep end the proverbial deep end of the origins of christmas and how <laughs> it's so crazy and and how like certain deities and certain you know like names throughout history like moloch and krampus and you know like even lucifer and all these variations of sometimes the same deity or the the same essence of darkness if you will of how much it influenced the creation of this pagan holiday and the and just it being so prevalent within our society specifically you know so i think you guys will like it uh we had a blast just like getting into it all and just um doing research is always fun before each episode and i don't know how many of you guys know this but we take research very seriously to a point where we'll we'll postpone a podcast for like a whole week because we don't feel secure or we don't feel very confident yet in all of the information because like we want to become authorities for that information in that episode and so it's very important important and so it's very important for us to really familiarize ourselves and really get used to the whole concepts and everything else oh she's back 
Yeah, I know. He's sleeping under my desk. My dog's sleeping on my desk. He's just chilling. My dog. Chilling like a villain. That's my dog for sure. All right, let's That's play one more dog. voicemail here. Did you Me wash your hands? Me and my dog for sure. Yeah, look. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she did the... The, the, <laughs> the five, <laughs> five second. Yeah, the five second <laughs> COVID safe hand washing. Yeah. Let's go. Let's jump right into Ain't it. Ain't no COVID here. Hi, Mentally Gone Podcast. Um, I listen to you guys all the time. I've already heard all of y'all's episode, and I was recently on y'all's um, most recent episode uh, on YouTube, I think, regarding um, Balenciaga um, and all that stuff going on. Um, and I just kind of wanted to put an input uh, might be a, a long stretch theory, but um, I've, I listen to Jordan Peterson a lot as well. Um, very intelligent man. Um, <clears throat> listening to him just keeps me um, keeps me with an open mind. Um, so it's definitely very interesting. Um, I love Joe Rogan as well. Um, so I know there's been a lot of conspiracies and talk about China um, and I know um, the whole thing that there was going on with TikTok I personally don't own a TikTok I just think it's um, I don't know I don't really I can't really explain it into words um, but I was thinking I know back in when TikTok first started coming out um, that uh <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Okay, wait, hold on. Uh, so I think I might do this more often where if it's like a more lengthy... Lengthier? Yeah. Voicemail? Then we'll um, intermittently pause it so that we can address certain parts before we forget it all because it's easier to do that than getting at the end of the voicemail and then not addressing yeah. you know, the important points. First of all... Thanks sh- for calling in. Thanks for calling in. And 
you are a fan of the same people that we're a fan of. You yeah, know? Joe Rogan and Joe Jordan Rogan. Peterson. Lobsters, you have to be put your uh, stand up straight the with your lobsters. shoulders back. Yeah, the lobsters. <laughs> He's like all jokes aside, he has done more for <clears throat> young men in today's society than I feel like anybody has you know and he did it way before it became popular with andrew tate and became radicalized through andrew tate like he was the og uh lobster king mm. who just made every young person kind of just stand up straight with their shoulders back but not just young men women too because you also gained value from his teachings and stuff right yeah from his uh 12 rules for life and his um lectures, many lectures that he gives out mm -hmm. he does by the way guys you don't have to be religious because I'm not religious per se, but he has an amazing biblical series on YouTube. So if you just type in Jordan Peterson, biblical analysis or, or just biblical studies or biblical lectures, you'll come across like a full series of just him breaking down the, the many meanings behind these like popular Bible quotes and like portions of the Bible. And he, and he just basically reinterprets it through the lens of like philosophy, psychology, and it's amazing. Mm. It's truly amazing. Like I would find myself mind blown, like, holy shit. Like how did he put two and two together? How, how did he, you know, understand this snake and the, like, like, like the snake in the garden being this and this. It's, I highly recommend it. And I'm trying not to spoil anything, but you guys should definitely check it out. And then obviously Joe Rogan, which is America's favorite, Baldy. Can I want to say something? I've I've only seen a few Joe Rogan episodes, like the yeah. Joe Rogan Experience episodes, and I the ones I watched I thoroughly enjoyed. But I'm going to say that I haven't watched any recent ones, mm -hmm. and every time I see clips, like I don't know if it's like he seems different oh, yeah, from like different. older episodes, but. I don't know that I would like a hundred percent enjoy, yeah. Like you know, sitting through all of his episodes, for example. Well, I don't know. I haven't given it a fair chance. So, yeah. To me, um, so I would be what many consider a Joe Rogan bro. You know, like a guy who always listens to Joe Rogan, eat milk, lift weights, use kettlebells. Yeah. I used to be more of a Joe Rogan bro back in the day, like back, like like two years ago. I think you mean Rojogan. Rojogan bro, yeah. <laughs> um, but nowadays, especially after the Spotify deal, and I know that a lot of people have bashed them for that because it's a lot of money. It's somebody winning a lot and those who aren't benefiting from it, it's very easy for them to start poking holes and, and wanting to automatically be against that. And there's a lot of hate, obviously, surrounding it. But my only criticism would be that he is much more polished and tidy nowadays because of it, I feel. Meaning he's not as loose and as comfortable as he used to be. Because mm. he would just be the guy who would just shoot shit with his friends and not care about it if a sponsor dropped him because he had like this this large line of sponsorships waiting for a spot. Right. I was going to say that to me, it didn't even seem like it was right after the Spotify deal. I, I, it seems like it was after the whole like misinformation thing. But that came after the Spotify deal, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like it, it didn't start right away as soon as he got yeah. the Spotify deal. Like once he got Spotify deal, he was like this clean, tidy, you know, very, um uh 
you know, not as loose, like you're saying. I think it was after the whole, like, misinformation buzz and the whole, like, N-word thing and whatever yeah. that he really took a, a slight turn. Right, because before, just like I was saying, before it was just a matter of sponsorships. So it wasn't this platform, major, multi-hundred million dollar plus deal. Right. So at any moment, I bet you that there's a clause in the contract that states that if anything should happen to the show or if Joe Rogan is incapable uh, of continuing the show, then certain amount of that money won't be fulfilled and he won't make it, you know? So I... I think that now there's just way more pressure. And it's interesting, too, because after the Spotify thing is when everything happened, right, is when he was um, targeted for misinformation because he was taking Avermectrin Aber, um, um, or something like that, which mm. is like a, a horse sterilizer or something like that. <laughs> and then people were just, you know, clowning him and just saying like, oh, like it's crazy how this guy could just spread misinformation. But he said it worked for him. But my point being is, it's just interesting how right after he gets this huge deal, the Matrix, let's say, tries to humiliate and cancel him. Yeah. You know, or maybe that's a rite of passage because I feel like maybe Spotify is a part of the Matrix, you know? Yeah. But it, maybe it is just a rite of passage. Like it's supposed to be a humiliation ritual, maybe. And that's how you humiliate him is by deteriorating his um, reputation is the assassination of character which Kanye talks about I think that it's like the more buzz that you have around you yeah the more the those like evil energies enter like I feel like once he got the Spotify deal like he just automatically became 10 times bigger in people's eyes because it was yeah, like overnight. holy shit overnight like he, this guy got a freaking what was it like billion dollar deal or something hundred uh, or, over 100 million oh 100 million sorry I'm like overestimating it crazily but but still like people were like holy shit like now he's not on YouTube anymore like all this buzz and like attention was on him and yeah. I feel like when that happens and that's what happens with fame it's like everyone's like you're inviting more people to like dig into your past like more people to be like super involved in what you're doing and what you're doing wrong and all these other things you know exactly and so that like that aspect of fame has always been scary super unappealing to me right. for obvious reasons and i feel like we because of the fact that we don't plan on slowing down or stopping anytime soon, we will inevitably have to face that music, you know, of fame. And we will have to just uh, uh, like adapt to it and, you know, implement changes that need to be implemented. So like, for example, Joe Rogan doesn't text people using a normal Apple text messaging like he uses this specific app that is like hyper protected so that nobody can like track what he says or try to do anything yeah because you would assume that the bigger you get the bigger of a target you become especially for you know people who have malicious intent people who are hired by other people to maybe hack your stuff and to maybe get dirt on you and and so you have to be very careful with like what you do and how you maneuver in the world and not sharing your locations anywhere. If you're at a place yeah. and you just partied and you just had a good time and you took pictures and you want to post it on Instagram, it's like wait until you leave the place or wait until the next day or wait until you're out of that city. 
And so everything, it becomes just this extra thing that you have to be careful with. And that's one of the reasons why he doesn't post, I don't think, too much about his personal life. And I was going to say that too. Like there's a lot of celebrities who don't post their kids, like blur out their faces and stuff. And I feel like that's a big reason. Because it's dangerous. Yeah. And then there are other celebrities like the Kardashian family who use kids as a money making tool. It's freaking exploiting them. Exploiting kids, which is what Kanye was against. You know, like you would see Kanye West uh, basically like, like almost tackling photographers whenever they would get near his daughter North. Yeah, because photographers are weird, you know, like, why do you want to approach kids and take pictures of kids and interview kids? Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like they have nothing. I promise they have nothing interesting to tell you. And then what I find another kid can't. And then what I find admirable is is like when um, when certain celebrities keep their kids completely concealed from the world, which is what Tom and Christina did yeah nobody has pictures of the kid like nobody knows what they say, look like I, I have no idea how old their kids even are like they are they three, three kids, are they seven yeah are they like <laughs> i don't even know you know they are i think um three seven uh, really i think i, I, I was think just taking a random guess two kids if i'm not mistaken but no one has ever seen pictures of them wow that's see like that's the life huh yeah it's just keeping it concealed keep, from the world keep work and life separate well, well, we were in the middle of the voicemail. Yeah, I was gonna say. Now let me try to remember. What was she saying? She was saying about China, which is what she's expanding on right now. Oh, okay. And before that? She said that she's just a fan of um, Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, of Joe Rogan. Jordan Peterson. All right, let's okay. see. Yes. Being uh, spied by China and all of that. So spied. I had this, this um, crazy conspiracy that I was thinking about um that just came to my head and um okay so what if china is you know just kind of scoping um basically everything that americans are doing and all of that Um, but what if really it is something to um keep a location on you um Mm. it sounds like china really just kind of wants to overtake you know america um in the future and um with everything going on in china currently now it's pretty insane to think about and um if they do end up you know taking over something like that what if it's the possibility of uh, americans trying to escape or something and the tiktok is already you know a source for them to be able to track you down um crazy thought i don't know if I'm the only one thinking this, um, but it's just something that I would definitely love to hear you guys' input over. Um, I don't know if it's just a weird, crazy thought, um, but I definitely enjoy listening to you guys. Um, And also, uh, by the way, I wanted to also say that I I have always believed um, that Santa is not a very... um, christian my part oh i think it cut out because maybe it had like a three minute limit maybe i think i think that there is a limit to the voicemails i think it's three minutes hmm. so sorry for the oh, that's so limit on it but, but i think that she was 
saying that Santa has never come off as like a very Christian like being, you know? Yeah, yeah. And just very occult, which again, like ties into the fact that our weekly episode for this week, which we already have recorded and almost fully edited, yeah. is all about Christmas and Santa. Yeah, it's super crazy that this is the second voicemail, right? So yeah. Jess and, and her name, oh my gosh, I forgot. Did she say her name at the beginning? Hold on. Ever, ever since I went to go pee. Hi, Mental Legon Podcast. Um, I listen to you guys all the time. I've already heard all no, of No, she yeah, didn't. No, I don't think she left her name. So whoever that, whoever you are, you know, thanks for calling in. You and Jess both mentioned the Christmas thing, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, just a little, a little hint. We definitely addressed like the whole, you know, Santa Claus, the depiction of Santa Claus you know, being the opposite of Christian and being the opposite of um, this, like, lovable <laughs> figure type of thing, you know? Yeah, there's a lot more to Santa Claus than meets the eye. And I was going to say, how crazy is it? Look, they, they made Santa Claus this, like, uh, they depicted and portrayed Santa Claus as being, like, you know, this like rosy cheeks, right? Mm -hmm. And big guy because that is like welcoming. It's like a teddy bear, you know? So they purposely yeah. gave him the appearance of someone that's inviting. Because he's harmless. So right. in today's society, especially if you're harmless, then you're automatically perceived as being good. Right. And he eats cookies and milk. So yeah. that's something that, you know, he kids shares, do. right? He shares with kids. And and anyways, my point is that that's that's exactly the devil's game. It's the tool and art of deception. Yeah. And it's you know portraying yourself as being innocent and being uh, an angel, and then act like an angel. That's what Balen uh, that's what Balenciaga's Enciaga <laughs> yeah. means. And yeah. So yeah. So uh, to to your TikTok point, um, I feel like. That is a great conspiracy. No, I do not think that you're crazy at all. I think that, you know, like a lot of people think that, including myself, I've also thought about how TikTok, TikTok is like a Trojan horse, you know, a Trojan horse used by China to infiltrate the U.S. And it's packaged as a gift. It's packaged as this convenience, as this um, social media app, as this platform that has changed a lot of people's lives, including our own. So I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say that it hasn't. But it was one of the first platforms that really made us believe in what we're doing and and showed us what's possible on social media and through social media because it got us our first brand deal. But then, it, like Instagram, kind of took off on its own because because we, because we never really translated our audience from TikTok and kind of converted them into Instagram. It it, it just did its own thing. Mm -hmm. But my point being is, it's it's always been presented as this Trojan horse, and I think that the best way for you to conquer a country or a group of people is by infiltrating their ideology. So it's by planting these seeds these ideological seeds of just what you want them to think, how you want them to think, what you want them to consume, how do you want them to consume? And so TikTok kind of controls that right now in our society because everybody's on TikTok, everybody's consuming TikToks. And so the type of content that's being pushed out, the uh, feverish 
uh, rhythm of content consumption, you know, like, like everything adds to it. And so I feel like everything has this far fed, like far reaching implications that will only account for it when, when we have to deal with it a few years from now, when, you know, like we finally stop and think like, holy shit, like that happened. Like we allowed a Chinese government owned operated app to, to basically teach our kids about, about everything, you know, like this mm. is what we're trusting and just letting our kids use unsupervised. And so I think it's going to have like far reaching implications for sure. And she was talking about tracking too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tracking location, which is interesting. Yeah. It's like, but I feel like our government already does that. Inevitably. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And Apple has increasingly, um, perfected their tracking methods and just everything that they do and they always package it in this way of like convenience again it's always c convenient you know yeah it's um oh if you get in a car crash if you if you fall down and stuff <laughs> like just just don't worry because your phone is always being tracked and the police will be able to find you easily because of this and this and that and they've done that with their apple watches they're measuring your vitals. They're measuring other metrics maybe that they don't want to disclose. Right. And so it, it's all shady, I feel. And it's just a, a matter of choosing the less of the lesser of two evils. And I was going to say that even Instagram has like the precise location thing yeah, that yeah. you have to go manually turn off. So if you have that on, yeah, turn people that can off. easily find exactly where you are, Which like down to the house. And I I forgot what the like what the purpose of that, you know, tool is. I don't know what like what it's for, how you access it, but I just know that if you have that on in your settings, definitely turn that off. Um, you don't want people to have your precise location at all. But to me, like, it's not even just TikTok. And that's, that's kind of what I was going to get to, too. It's mm -hmm. like everything, everything on your phone is like tracking and, you know. Yeah, and it's these weird apps, too. Like, I think it was a uh, fitness app recently that tracks my macros and the food that I consume. It just asked me, like, prompted do you like, do you want to allow this, app, like, like this app to track your activity across other apps or something like that? Or this app to like use your location? Yeah. And then I was like, well, like, why the fuck would this app need my location? Mm -hmm. It's a food tracking app. Like why? Yeah. And I feel like the answer is because information is power and it's very valuable and they sell your information and that's how they make the extra money that keeps them afloat, you know, like, and that's how Facebook basically became who they are until they eventually got caught by everybody else and everybody caught on to what they were doing you know it's it's funny because sometimes like the websites that we read you know articles from and stuff yeah it'll be like do you accept all the cookies and yeah, and cookies. you know that i started clicking like uh I, I forget what the option is but it's like manage cookies mm -hmm. and i've only left the essential ones which is for the function of the website right. and i took i i manually take out the the marketing the whatever one the inf like it says like it says exactly that like you know sharing your information i manually started doing that 
recently where anytime i see it telling me about cookies because before i would impulsively impulsively be like okay yeah accept all the cookies and i don't i don't, I I do. don't want the cookies well what's interesting about cookies is that i don't i don't know how many people know this but cookies. apparently if you accept a cookie on one website about about something uh about a, a, a conspiracy theory for example and then next day you're on this website looking at bikes to buy or something or you're looking at an apple watch that website is still technically tracking you essentially yeah. because the the cookie stays with you for a long time and i don't know how it works 100 but apparently it'll like follow you around your website usage because then it'll relay that information to that website or to the holder of that website and they will know your consumer behavioral patterns essentially it's like mm -hmm. oh like this person who visited our website is interested in buying bikes and then they do whatever they need to do with that information it's like maybe they create more articles about bikes next time it's like oh like there's this huge influx of traffic of people who after reading our article go go and buy a bike it's like oh okay so maybe we should become a place where people find information about bikes yeah that's so true and it's weird man it's just freaking weird it's like everything's about wanting something from you like i feel like as a kid we didn't really have that growing up that much or we didn't have to experience that so much but now it's we're always being sold or asked something of us yeah everywhere all the time it's it's crazy because as a kid like my life felt so simple honestly before technology oh same and then the minute technology meaning smartphones because that's that's what i really mean but as soon as smartphones were you know mm. a part of my life you know like yeah. added in i feel like that's when i was like i don't know it's just crazy like social media made me feel insecure you know, in my head, et cetera, like all these different things. Yeah. And that was just the beginning of it. And then there's then there's the aspects of like, you know, dangerous people out there, creeps. And by the way, that is why for anyone wondering, I have my Instagram private and unfortunately it will stay that way for now. And maybe I'll create a separate public one Yeah. just because that's what gives me ease of mind is just... Just like a bunch of you probably have your Instagram private just because I'm a figure, quote unquote, and Public we have figure. this mentally gone page. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm not still a human being who wants my privacy. And so that's the only reason. And you guys will see. I, it's not like I have thousands of followers. I have a hundred and it's a hundred people that I know, you know, like I removed everybody that I don't even know or ever heard of you know what i mean yeah yeah and that to me just feels better yeah i think that a lot of people make it like make the advancements of technology seem like this uh god's gift to earth type of thing yeah but i wouldn't be mad if the advancements at least as far as like phones and social media is concerned stopped in like 2009 2010 yeah at the height of maybe facebook myspace was starting to fade out or mm. had a f like finally fade out like had finally faded out completely and you still have like the original iphone i think like that like that era i feel like that was the tipping point like from that point to now 
things just increasingly went to shit because of this culture that we've created of social media, the agendas, of perception, agendas of this ease of consumption. I feel like a lot of it is often viewed as like, oh, like this is great. Information is traveling faster than ever. People are being more informed more quickly. And I think that that's all bullshit. Like it's just stories that we tell ourselves because a lot of us just get distracted by consuming 30 videos of dogs and kids and cats yeah. and shit. And then you waste an hour or two hours. And then that lady on TikTok pops up saying like, hey, I I know you're scrolling, but I think you should take a break. Mm -hmm. So is it, like I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind having an OG iPhone, having a social media that I would have to sit down on my computer, boot it up in order to access it, quickly just scroll through it, make a post if I want to, see see what my childhood friends are up to, and then just log out. And then and then do that maybe like three times a day versus having this this addiction to your phone. It's like mm -hmm. every every 30 minutes you're 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 on your phone you open it up oh like i just just have to see because like maybe maybe a celebrity like my picture maybe somebody reached out to me maybe yeah and and that's what i was gonna say <laughs> you're funny with your little noises no not that one earlier he was doing that oh my god yeah sorry guys <laughs> what was i gonna say oh shoot i keep losing my thought that's okay we're no. already we're already gonna wrap this up guys see he doesn't want me to talk you could talk um ah baby you talk so much i oh. like, can't even remember what you i was gonna just say write because down then your thoughts because you also talk i don't a lot. have a pen me yeah you talk a lot <laughs> okay um what were you saying because i i wanted to respond to like two of the things you said and now i, just I was completely... talking about social media about how i wouldn't mind oh yeah okay so yeah about that me too i i wouldn't not i wouldn't mind like i wouldn't even want a phone yeah <laughs> honestly if i could live without a phone i would i would i'm not even joking and i can technically yeah you can i guess but i can't because i have to keep the ship no rolling. i mean no we both can in mm. terms of like personally we don't we don't need to use a phone other than for for content i've thought about that about having an exclusively work like only work phone which would make sense in my head like i like i can convert my my current personal phone into that and i might just do that where i sign out of any personal accounts or anything like that which i've done before and then only keep like mentally gone ones because in reality i only log into those accounts whenever i'm going to post because i don't follow anyone on the mentally gone account i don't follow anyone on tiktok anything yeah so i i would consider doing that actually and i might do that and just sign out of my personal one for like a year and then just operate mentally on. But the problem with that is that I use my my personal one to basically reach out and to like develop relationships with like people who come on the show, for example. Yeah. So it has to be like a more personable touch, which, by the way, guys, I'm going to have a, a new guest on uh, at the end of this week. So stay tuned for that. I was going to say that it like to me it's not even a problem about having a social media or anything like that. It's like about I feel discipline. like it's it's good yeah, it's good to have it and talk to people or whatever like yeah, make connections it's, or it's not bad. or just like share cuz sometimes I feel like 
there there are times and i'll delete it but there are times where i go like on a rant about something on my story yeah, and then those. i'll delete it or whatever but but yeah that 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 kind of stuff just feels good like i don't have a therapist so <laughs> <laughs> so like so my followers like you guys are you guys are my therapist in a way like you have to consume my 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 emotional baggage <laughs> yeah that's what i feel this thing is honestly and i've said that a few times before where this is therapy for me but another thing is that honestly like i feel like myself a little bit um when i'm like posting Cause it's like a form of self-expression and it's not like we leave the house much, mm -hmm. you know, and neither of us like, you know, has friends that we go out with like in like now is what I'm saying. Like, obviously you have your friends in Brazil, yeah, yeah. but I'm saying like, we don't have like, uh, these bonds that we go and meet up with them every week or whatever the case is. I don't have that at all. Yeah. We don't have any social routines. I feel like is the right term for that. It's like, right. we don't routinely do social stuff. And so that's why to me, like it, it is a good outlet because I, I just feel like, I don't know. To me, it feels, yeah, that's what I do too, is that I just go on there and just assume First thing I do is assume that nobody's listening really because I feel like that's what it is. But then I just post because I feel like posting. So it's an outlet for me to like just go on and just dump pictures and just dump uh, music inspirations on my stories and, and just dump art. And like that's what I do is just to feel inspired. And I do it for me mostly because mm -hmm. I don't really care about who's watching anymore. Yeah. I, I used to care. I had a period of my life fairly recently actually like um, up until mid last year, I cared a lot about who was watching my stuff and who wasn't was or wasn't supporting. But at this point, like things are moving at a very fast pace on their own. And we've gotten this far without the support of any familiar faces, really. Yeah. And so like to me, it's just eh, it's it's all right. So like that train has passed. Um, if you were a part of it, you were. If you weren't, then you're getting to witness it. And that's all you'll get to do. But that's it. Yeah, that's true. And, and it's crazy. I feel like the less... See, this is what I mean, guys. The less you have, the better you'll feel. As ironic as that sounds in That's terms true. of like the less friends you have, maybe the less followers you have, sometimes even the less money you have, you know, more money. More That's not true. Sometimes I said, sometimes. I know, I'm kidding. Sometimes, in some cases, like there is such a thing as like, having more than you know what to do with no for sure for example and i then, feel like everybody should should aspire to reach that amount which i think it's very um it's very personal to each person uh, but, ev but everybody has that amount that they know in their head given the lifestyle that they want to lead that they know is going to be sustainable hopefully the amount that it would cost and then just work hard to achieve that financial stability and that amount consistently and then just go do shit that you love to do because your time on this earth is ticking and it's and it's fading away slowly but surely every second oh, that's spent, so sad it's not sad it should be inspiring it's no, like it's fading guys it is so sad like i i don't like talking about I don't like talking about life as a thing that's like, 
uh, an hourglass and you're watching each drop of sand fall. But that's the truth. I know, but I, when I look at it that way, honestly, it really... That, gives you anxiety? No, because that truly... One of my biggest fears is like losing the people I love. And so if, yeah. if I even think about it too much, I'll start crying. And what's crazy is I was like literally crying about it yesterday. Just really? thinking about... Yeah, because... Oh, I don't want to cry, but it's okay. Then we, yeah, <laughs> we don't have to touch on it. But a a family friend uh, just recently lost his his dad, mm-hmm. and that's something crazy, you know, like losing a parent. Yeah. But um, in philosophy, Seneca he would talk a lot about death and how to cope with it. And there's this very famous saying that's basically "memento mori." Mm-hmm. which is remember that you too shall die. And I think that a lot of philosophers say that it's important for you to constantly constantly remind yourself of that. And a lot of philosoph- a lot of people nowadays like they walk around with a coin that says that phrase. I I've seen that too. Yeah, and I do want to get that coin because I want to keep it in my pocket so that whenever I feel it, I'll like take it out, read it and then it's a constant reminder. It's like to me it's supposed to be motivational like you're gonna die yeah see but like stop sitting down and watching netflix no no i i get what you're saying but but to me it's like like i don't need a constant reminder of death okay like that's each their own that's just me i don't know if you guys agree with me or not but it's not a constant one but i think it's a healthy dosage of just reminders of just your own mortality, your your finite nature as a human I'm, being. It's important. I'm going to say, this is what I have to say to that. I want to worry about death when the moment comes and only then. But when the moment comes, you won't have time to worry about it because it has already come. Well, there you go. Then I don't have to worry about it. Right, no, no, no. Of course, like that, like that's also, but the irony is that you gain that levity through making that peace with death and that's the whole point of memento mori is always remember that you are going to die so that you understand it as an inevitability and as something that's just going to happen and so therefore you don't give it as much weight and credence as most people do no matter what there will be weight with death over time if you spend years meditating on it then there's no way because i've seen a, a lot of people when you're when when shadow goes no exactly exactly. it's important to meditate which is why i'll always tell you like oh like i was just thinking about like when he dies and stuff because i do think about that stuff but it's important to think about it because when the moment because it's wrong in my opinion to just just focus and to like live this illusion of oh he's gonna live forever oh oh he's always gonna be here i can't imagine a, a world without him i can't imagine a house without him you have to imagine a world without without him. You have to imagine a house without him. You have to imagine everything. Because like that's how you're going to cope with it. Otherwise, you're going to freaking jump off a bridge when it happens. Yeah, I'd probably be... <laughs> no, I'm not even going to say that. I was going to say I'd probably be that type of person. But no. Um, yeah, I just don't... Like, it's just my greatest fear, honestly. It yeah. really is. And so, I don't know. It's hard. Because... What's funny, oh, you want to end it? No, 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 go, go, go. What's funny is that I do think about that a lot, like maybe an unhealthy amount. 
And and it is my way of like saying like, wow, like one day like this is going to happen. Yeah. And how like how is that going like just like you were saying, like what's the world gonna look like for me without that person, you know? Oh yeah. Like when I think about like oh okay, I'm I don't wanna cry, but anyways. Um But I've thought about that too and I think I think that we can never fully prepare for it, but we can only we can only do our best like when that moment comes. <sighs> Sorry. Don't cry. But yeah, guys, with that being said, uh, we are going to call it here. Uh, this was a pretty long episode. <laughs> How long was One it? One hour and 15 minutes. Oh. With about 50 minutes of Gabriella crying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, yeah so thanks again for listening up until this point if you called in if we played your voicemail um shout out to you for listening to this episode as well if you were listening that's insane um and yeah there's do you have anything else to say no thanks for thanks for tuning in guys it's always nice to talk yeah see it's so this is therapy as you guys could see like we both have a lot of baggage that we just have to unleash onto the world and we're going to use you guys as our therapists if if that's okay yeah all right so with that being said don't forget that it's never wrong to be mentally gone peace, peace to, to the, the world. world see you guys tomorrow bye bye